What's up, guys, and welcome to the Not Just Sunday podcast. Before we get started, I need you to do two things. The first is to follow our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and the second is to follow us on Instagram at Southside Students 478. Let's do this. Well, today we're going to try something different on the podcast. We're going to do two segments. The first segment, I'm going to have Sean, Austin, and Catherine join me, and we're going to talk about some of our Easter traditions, um, answer some questions that you guys sent in. And then in segment two, I'm going to have Matt Walls, the co-pastor at Southside, and the father of yours truly, come (laughs) onto the show and um, give us a little bit of a spiritual take on Easter as well. So... Really, the first question that I want to throw to you guys, this comes from one of our students, Chloe Bush. Shout out, Chloe Bush. She says, what is y'all's favorite Easter tradition? Does anybody want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I'll start us off. Um, I think my favorite tradition would be the egg hunt. You know, obviously, we don't really do egg hunts now. I'm the youngest of my siblings, so. So you dominate the egg hunts right now. Man, what can I say? (laughs) Um, No, but we we would do egg hunts, and... I don't know. They were always a fun time. And then there'd be like this really big egg and it normally had some money in it. So, you know, everybody's looking for that one, but fun times. I, I mean, always a happy uplifting season, you know, so egg hunters, like it's fun. They were fun when you were a kid, but they're even more fun. Like when you have younger siblings or cousins or whatever, and you watch them. Yeah, that is cool. Um, awesome. What was, what was your favorite Easter tradition? Mm, favorite Easter tradition. I was liked. Um, we would paint the eggs, yeah, which is like, I mean, I don't know why I liked it so much, but you know, you get the different colors and I think, um, we did it several times when we were kids, but it stopped as we got older. But now that we have Hensley, like we're, we're picking it back up again. And so like last week we did it with her and, um, did she we, like broke, it? we broke a couple of them <laughs> and, uh, it was kind of funny, but, um, yeah, she liked it. You know, every, again, everything she sees is Wow. Yeah, and uh, so it was cool to do that, and uh, I mean, always like Sean said, the Easter egg hunts are the best, you know. And uh, but yeah, I think painting eggs would probably be my favorite. Did you paint? You painted an egg? Yeah. What, what, can you describe yeah. it? Oh, this to recent us? time? Yeah, yeah. No, I didn't this recent oh. time. No, no, no. But I, I did in the past. Yeah. So. <laughs> we were wanting to hear about your master. <laughs> I know. I was kind of yeah, my master egg. Or That's right. Cool looking Easter egg. It had, it had, a, it had like North Carolina logo, and then. <laughs> okay. and then Robbed of national championship. Yeah, you use a stencil for sure. Yeah, I use the stencil. I, I'm really the one that broke the eggs. That's funny. I think I think my family tried that one year and we broke a lot of eggs and I don't think we've ever tried it again. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I don't understand how y'all are talking about breaking the eggs because you like put it on this thing that stabilizes it and then you just dip it. You're, yeah, that's true. So I'm confused. Yeah, but what happens if it falls off that little frame? You boom, just broke it. You gotta have steady hands. Steady hands. Yeah. I guess we that's why a, we didn't have a base. That's why we're not doctors or dentists. We're, that's right. uh, we're in students. Surgeons, industry. heart yeah. surgeons. Yeah. <laughs> Catherine, what was your you got any I mean, traditions? Obviously, like it's changed a lot because I mean I'm kind of like an adult children kind of phase with my family. Like the youngest kid is 15, so we're yeah. not doing like Easter egg hunts, but that would definitely be my favorite. Like I was telling um, you guys earlier about my grandma would put like a circle on the bottom of the egg, and that mean, meant that there was money in it. So I'd be looking for only those eggs. <laughs> that was my favorite part. <laughs> Make some money off of Easter. 
Oh my god. So did you actually get any candy? Like would you pick up some candy eggs? At yeah, least you got I guess something? if I couldn't find any of the other ones. And at the end, they would separate, like they would take all of our eggs and make sure we all got the same amount anyways. Uh, I know. Uh, so nope. If you end up with two eggs, that's what you end up with. So Jay. You didn't want it bad so enough. So like I would be out there like running, like going hard, and then they give my eggs to like Alexander or Nicholas. Like that ain't fair. <laughs> Yeah, that's like if if you suck at finding eggs, you shouldn't imagine, get any eggs. Imagine me and Nicholas egg hunting on on Sunday, like us just going after I it. I think you should. He would kill me. And but Alexander's just up on the porch, like with his watching phone, his watching phone, TV, yeah. and he still gets the same amount of eggs. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's the way to do it. You no energy exerted. But sounds like we need to make that happen. Um, for me, my favorite tradition. It sounds like we all kind of have similar traditions. Um, I get together with my family, my uncles, aunts, grandparents. And we do an Easter egg hunt and an Easter, like, lunch. But y'all know in my family we have, like, 12 grandchildren. So, like, the Easter egg hunts are a little intense. Um, grandma puts out a certain amount of money eggs, like like you, Catherine. Um, that's all anybody's really looking for. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to remember. I think – I don't remember which cousin it was. One of my cousins one year, he was uh, – he didn't realize that there – so the, my grandma sets, like, a rule – you're only supposed to get like eight, eight or ten eggs or something like that. He got like thirty eggs in his basket, <laughs> and, and nobody could find any of the eggs because he took them all. Um, I feel like that's Brody. I think it was not. <laughs> that had to have been Brody. <laughs> yeah, but it, it's fun. It's a fun time. You know, now it's kind of weird because my grandparents they still want me to like pick up eggs to an extent, but I'm just kind of like walking around like. <laughs> You're watching everybody else, because when you know you don't you don't really hide the eggs very hard for the right. little kids. You just kind of lay them out in the backyard. <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, there's like an egg in the pine straw, like clear as day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so I just kind of like walk around and casually pick them up, I guess. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, but that's probably my favorite tradition. Well, actually, Catherine, your brother asked us um, a question. He said, "What's y'all's favorite Easter food?" Now, this is an interesting question because I don't feel like there's a lot of Easter specific foods, but I feel like a lot of people do have those nice lunches with their families. Mm-hmm. So does anybody like yeah. have a specific Easter food come to mind? Well, I'll actually, sorry, I'll, yeah, you, I'll you start. Go, you take okay. it. So my grandma always makes a bunny cake. Like it's the outline of a bunny. Like that's like her thing every year for Easter. <laughs> we eat a bunny cake. It's just a plain like vanilla cake, but it's in the shape of a is bunny. Is it like store-bought vanilla cake or is it like? Yeah. It's not like she was like, you know getting after it in the kitchen like making it from scratch store-bought bunny bunny cake that's yeah, interesting like with jelly beans on it like for the mm. eyes and the smile tell us you, you mentioned this before we even started the podcast tell us about your birthday that when you had a birthday okay. on easter so my birthday is march 27th so like sometimes like it'll fall on like easter season like it's just weird but when i turned 16 um my birthday was the same day as easter and i was so like Side note, I was a brat about it. I was like, this is supposed to be my day. Like, how selfish of me to be like, this is my day. And Looking I, back on it, yeah. Yeah, I, I, oh my gosh, so embarrassing. But, so for my 16th birthday, I had a bunny cake as my birthday oh, cake. that's awesome. Did, oh my were you happy about that? I um, mean. Not really, but. <laughs> She's like, I don't even like I, vanilla. I don't really, like, don't tell my grandma, but I don't really even like the bunny cake. Oh, whoa, But I just no. eat it because it makes no. her happy. But I'd rather have, like. I don't know, like a brownie. But you remember that? I mean, do you remember the cake you had for like your 18th birthday or your 17th birthday? I'm not really a cake person, so I'm like. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Mm. Hey, it stuck with you. Oh hey, gosh. Austin. So, hang on. What is what would you say, Nick? Since he asked the question, does he have a favorite food as well? I guess it, we usually do ham. He'll eat like 
two eats, pounds of ham. He eats the whole like, ham. He's eating like half the ham. <laughs> two half, pounds. Half the ham is reserved for him. Oh my goodness! The whole ham in a box of Lucky Charms. <laughs> like that's his. I think we need to express that Nick is a beast of a football player, so that people don't think he's this a big man. Boy. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, he eats a lot. That's insane. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I'd say um, for me, so we always do like you said, like a nice family meal, and so mm-hmm. usually dad's grilling steaks or chicken or something like that. Um, but usually what happens is like everybody in our family picks like one side dish that my mom will make. And it's not like, like for me, it's always Mac and cheese because like she doesn't just get a box. Yeah. She doesn't just get a box of craft and throw it in the, you know, the, the pot. Like she goes out and she gets like four or five different cheeses and she grinds it up with with the, I don't know what you call it. The, the grater. Some gourmet Mac and and uh, cheese. Yeah. Like she literally goes all out on those. And so, I always say mac and cheese. Might have to pull up. And, uh, <laughs> and I'm a I like I like deviled eggs, so mm. I'm a fan mm. of deviled eggs. Oh no! Nice. And uh, and then I think like dad's, you know, I don't know what dad does. His changes so often, but Blake is usually like green beans and mashed potatoes. Dang. Um, and so like I would say for me, it's easily the mac and cheese. Every time she's like, all right, what is one meal? Like, what's the side that you want? I'm always like mac and cheese first. <laughs> and yeah. uh, and Good. so I would just say the mac and cheese that she makes because. You know, you just go that extra mile. Yeah, you know? heard that. <laughs> yeah, I think mine kind of sticks with the theme. I wasn't sure whether to put this under tradition or food, but my dad grills out every Easter, and my dad is amazing on the grill. So it's always some good food. Grill master. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, I wasn't sure how to word that, like a griller. Um, <laughs> a griller? <laughs> but, he's, uh, a, he's a pit master. But, <laughs> Come on. A barbecue pit master. That's right. No, nah, but he'll make uh he'll make like burgers or steaks or pork chops something like that. So it's always yeah, it's always my favorite. It sounds like we just need to get all of our families have yeah. a big old cookout. And, yeah, like you, your dad grills the Grill steak master, for the burger, gourmet mac and cheese. Yeah, we got the side. Bunny cake. You guys bunny have cake. the dessert, the bunny cake. <laughs> maybe and maybe then, no bunny. Cake. And then yeah, <laughs> nah, nah, don't I didn't try. Disrespect grandma's bunny cake like that, Catherine. You were just only flaming. I can, only I can, oh, okay. only me. Nah, only I want to try it. I want to try it. Can, only you can bake the cake. <laughs> Whoa. Ooh, that was a good one. Got him. Um, my favorite food, um, kind of like you, Austin, I, I, I'm just a lover of mac and cheese, man. Anywhere I go, if, if mac and cheese is a side, that's, I'm, that's what I'm going to order. So yep. Yep. I like homemade mac and cheese, though. It, it hits different. You know? It does. It does. That yeah. reminds me. This is, this is not quite Easter related, but I think it's worth bringing it up. Um, so during COVID, you know, obviously, like, we couldn't have any school dances or really school events at all. Um, so I got together with some friends and we had like our own prom and mom was like, we, we kind of did what y'all were talking about. Like, you know, everybody brought a side or whatever. And, um, mine was mac and cheese. Mom made some mac and cheese. It was like the best mac and cheese I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I I was devouring it. I mean, I like mac and cheese somewhat, you know, but that was incredible. So if man said he was devouring, I was. was. So when we have our, uh, when we have our youth ministry cookout, I can bring that mac and cheese. Do you, do you remember the. The Friendsgiving we went to at Tucker's house. Yes. And I brought the mac and cheese. Yeah. And I remember, like, somebody else in the big group chat was like, I'm bringing Stouffer's, and they actually brought the Stouffer's. <laughs> and so, like, I, went, I remember I went through the line, and I, like, ate all my food, and so I was going back to get seconds. And, like, my mac and cheese was gone. And the <laughs> other one was just, like, sitting there, like, nobody had touched that. Made you feel good, It made me, made me feel right. good. But, uh. Maybe we should have a mac and cheese, like, a, a cook-off. cook-off. Oh! <laughs> a mac and cheese cook-off. Uh-oh. I don't know. Maybe, maybe. We'll have to have Nick up here Sean's, to taste test. Sean's really advertised. I mean, he said he devoured his mac and cheese. I did. So. I did, man. I, I can tell you what, what's going to be my favorite. Like, he remembered that moment. So, that that, yeah. that tells me that mac and cheese is 
my mom has like like you guys are talking like good mac and cheese. Like my mom has never made like good mac and cheese. Oh <laughs> no! First, first she kills the grandma. Now she kills her mom. <laughs> like if I want mac and cheese, like I have to go to like Chick Fil A. We're like, sorry, Miss Stephanie. We don't we yeah, don't agree with say. we don't agree with Catherine. She's like y'all are talking about how good y'all's mac and cheese is. My mom sucks at it. <laughs> Awful knows. mac and cheese. No, no, no. Love you, mom. Wow. Do you? I mean, <laughs> she loves you, but I don't know. You're mad no, nobody is safe in Catherine's safe. family. That's right. <laughs> I love my family. I'm going after everybody. Except Nick. Nick hasn't had anything. Well, I don't know. Two pounds. Of hair. <laughs> That's not really a bad thing, though. That's not really a bad thing. All right. Well, we'll switching gears. Um, just a really quick, basic question um, that I feel like we should just answer for fun. Favorite Easter candy? Um, I know I know all candy is the same, but no, no, no all candy is no. not the same. I just Reese, mean, in, I mean, in the sense no. that there's not like Easter specific candy necessarily. Okay, yeah. Well, it's just like egg shaped. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was just saying, my yeah. favorite is Reese's, specifically the Reese's egg. Oh, best candy in do the you, world. Do you like them? You like stick them in the fridge? Man, I'll eat them. However, I put ours in the fridge, mm. and uh, so good. Put I love me in the cool. ER. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, good right man. now. I can go for a Reese's. They're good. Egg. Do you guys eat Peeps? Oh no, 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 no chance. No. Okay, I'm there is not absolutely a peep. no chance. Oh, it's so nasty. Thumbs Me down either. on the peeps. I'm just nope. let's just take a moment. If you eat peeps and you're listening to this right <laughs> now, I don't know why you have problems. Okay, like I really don't in think the they nicest should be possible edible. way. You like, have problems. Like who when, eats peeps? When honestly? you feel the substance or when you taste like the, the consistency of it, like that should not be edible. No, it should I know they say it's like marshmallows, but marshmallows kind of soft. Those no, things are it's like not crunchy. A <laughs> Those are crunchy. <laughs> Something's wrong with Peeps. Seriously. Mm. I don't know. Catherine, favorite Easter candy? I mean. Peeps. I, <laughs> I'd be scared to say Peeps right now if it was. That's right. I mean, I feel like it's got to be Reese's. I mm. mean. Come on. I'm the, so, egg, the egg shape, it just hits different. I don't know. It just does. So eat, Reese's really that good, guys, huh? I know mm-hmm. you don't know. You can't experience it. You could. You could, but, but it might be the last thing you experience. <laughs> Maybe like when I'm on my deathbed, I'll just. I'll bring you a Reese's. <laughs> Try Reese's and just go out that way. You know what I mean? <laughs> what's yours oh then, gosh. Micah? If you can't have Reese's, what's yours? I don't know. I don't really like candy, but I guess I kind of just like sour gummy worms or mm. gummy bears, I guess. I don't you know. like warheads or is that like too sour? I mean, I'll eat warheads, but that junk kind of like removes all the taste buds <laughs> yeah, off your tongue. It does its whole. It's like it's, it, it has the same effect as when you eat something really hot and then like your tongue's yeah. like gone for the next day. I was at Ignition probably a couple maybe a month or two ago, and one of the students here was talking about how uh, he did, like, a challenge where he took, like, a handful of warheads and put them all in his mouth at once. Mm-hmm. And it, like, it like seriously messed his mouth up. Yeah, that sounds really bad. Well, this is the end of segment one. Guys, do you have anything you want to say before we sign off? Happy Easter. That's right. Y'all have a happy Aww. Easter. Invite somebody to church. Tell somebody about Jesus. Cool. Well, let's get into segment two. So now I'm here in the Southside Students Studio with my father, the co-pastor here at Southside. Hi, Dad. Hey, buddy. Um, for any of the students or listeners who don't really know who you are, can you give us just a brief explanation? Yeah, I'm the co-pastor here at Southside. Been here on staff for t- almost 22 years, 22 years in May. Uh, my dad moved to here in 1987. I was a 12-year-old boy, so I grew up around Southside. Went off to Liberty University for seven years, not just for undergrad, but for grad work there as well. Came back here. I've been a student pastor, family pastor, campus pastor, and so now I'm co-pastor and uh, in lieu of eventually becoming the lead pastor here. That's awesome. Um, we, we were talking before the podcast um, even started, and you were telling me 
that you really haven't had an Easter Sunday off in 10 or 11 years, maybe yeah. just one one Sunday off. Yeah. Um, you're not speaking this Sunday. Nope, it's different. Is that is that a good a good relief or are you kind of Man, it's so much fun. Easter is so much fun to preach cuz Number one, there's a lot of people there, but mm. it's also you're talking about the most important event in all of human history. So, yeah. you know, not being able to address that and speak to that and and remind people of how important the resurrection truly is, a little bit of a bummer, but I'll be okay. Well, it's it's cool that you said that because really what I want you to do and why I brought you on to the show today is because you're not speaking on Sunday like you said, Easter is very important for a lot of reasons. Um, so maybe for the students who don't really understand the true meaning of Easter, could you explain why Easter is important? Yeah, absolutely. I think, so when I was in college, I, I took a class on, it was called Christian Evidences. And it was basically an argument for I mean, a lot of the class was basically an argument for the resurrection. And I I left that class becoming convinced that, okay, truly the resurrection is the most important thing that ever happened in human history. And uh, first first of all, it it really happened. So I think to a lot of people in our culture, maybe even to some of your students who listen to this, it's a story. Mm -hmm. Uh, Sometimes maybe even seen as, as a fable or something that's been exaggerated over the years. But if you can go back into history... Not just the Bible, but you can literally look at Jewish history, Roman history, Greek history, and there are people who talk about Jesus being a real person, who talk about Jesus doing amazing things, who talk about Jesus having a group of followers, who talk about Jesus dying on a cross, and who talk about his tomb, although they wouldn't have argued why it was empty, his tomb being empty and his followers being convinced that Jesus had risen from the dead. And so, obviously, historically, there's so much there. And so we read Matthew's account and Mark's account, Luke's account, John's account in the Bible, and we see what they say about the resurrection. And the way that they say it is not like, oh, this happened, you should believe. They're very honest about how, look, when this happened, we didn't even believe. You know, um, you you see Peter and John running to the tomb, and it's empty, but they're like, okay, what happened? I don't, who, who took his body? Who moved it? Uh, had to be the Romans. Oh, oh, or maybe it was the religious leaders. Or I don't, I don't know. But they didn't believe that he actually had risen from the dead until they saw him with their own eyes. And of course, we could, keep, we could say so much about historically what the resurrection meant and how all of those things. But in terms of how it affects our life's, lives today, number one, the resurrection ensures that salvation that, that I can be saved from my sins, that I'm not, I'm not lost in my sins forever, that Jesus' punishment that he took for me on the cross um, was sufficient, not just because that he died, you know, because anybody can say, well, I died for this other person, but Jesus rose from the dead to prove that he was truly capable of dying for our sins. Mm-hmm. And so I think about my past, and my past is taken care of. I think about my present. My present's taken care of in the sense that God has given me the power to defeat any sort of sin that shows up in my life. God has put his spirit in me, um, and it's the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The writers, biblical writers talk about that. That very same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is, is in me. And so that's power, right, that I have, mm-hmm. that I can tap, and, tap into and have access to. And then finally, 
uh, and and you don't want to. I don't. I don't spend a whole lot of time here, but even my future, right? That one day I will be saved from the very presence of sin. Everything in in the future, like I'm going to live with God, live with Jesus forever, and the resurrection makes all of those things possible. It makes forgiveness of my sin, my past, possible. It makes power over sin that wants to show up in my life possible. And it makes really, ultimately, just being separated from sin forever and being with God forever possible, all because of the resurrection. So uh, I could say so much more, but those are sort of an overarching view of, of, of what the resurrection means to me, even to this day. Yeah, and I think it's so important that our students hear that and they apply it to their lives. So with that said, what would you say maybe some next steps are for some students that hear this and want to know more or some students that hear this and they're like, I want to, I want to, I want to be about this? Yeah, that's great. I think for me it would be to read the Gospels, but maybe to even shrink that down even more, read the Gospel of John or you know, any, any of the Gospels, but maybe John. Because uh, John's really, he's he's telling his writers, hey, I'm writing this, I, I wrote this account so that you would believe that Jesus is the one and only Son of God. And there's so much that I could have put in my account. But John really spends almost half of his account on that last week of Jesus' life. He takes us to the upper room and all that happened there and what Jesus said to his disciples. And he, he, he gives us a front row, 50-yard line seat to the crucifixion and, he, and the resurrection and all, all of those things. He... So dive into John, and what does John say? He was there. He was around. Uh, and by the way, the, the thing that the disciples, all of these disciples, uh, almost every single one of them, they died for their belief in the resurrection. They died not for something they believed, which many, all sorts of people have died over the years for something they believed in, right? But they didn't die for something they believed. They died because of something they saw, someone they saw. And that's mm-hmm. what makes their martyrdom, you know, the fact that they gave their life up for, for a cause, that's what makes their martyrdom so unique. And there's lots of arguments, well, they had this mass hallucination. No, that's not possible. Psychologists tell us it's not possible to have a mass. All of us can't imagine seeing the same thing. That doesn't happen. So they saw something. Obviously, we believe it's very it's very clear they saw the risen Jesus alive from the dead and that's why none of them were like yeah we stole the body or yeah you know it's in Peter's backyard let's we'll dig it up I, I'm not going to die for this they all died for something they saw they they believed that so strongly they were willing to give up their very lives for it and so start with John um I think that would be the uh, the starting place. Also, if you if you really if you if you're looking for something maybe a little bit more, the case for Christ by Lee Strobel is just uh, if you're really into arguments and and logic and thinking through this, uh, it's a really well written book by a journalist who became a follower of Jesus because of the evidence. And so that's another great. Uh, they actually have a case for Christ for students, which is a little thinner too. So um, that'd be a great uh, resource to pick up. Yeah. Um- uh, when you said for the students to look at John, it made me think of the verse that you always point out every Easter that makes me and most of the congregation laugh, which is um, where Peter and the other <laughs> disciples, they're running for the tomb, right? Yeah. It says they're both running, but the other disciple outran Peter and got to the tomb first. Yes. I just thought about that, that John, you know. He's talking about himself. He's talking about, you know, the biggest moment in history, but he had to make sure that everybody knew that he won 
the race to the tomb. I smoked Peter to the tomb. That's that's, that's right. As soon as as soon as the ladies told us that that the tomb was empty, and, he, and he, so he's sort of humble because he doesn't say his own name. He says the other disciple, mm-hmm. but at the same time, we know he's talking. John, about. come on, man, we know it's you. Yeah, that's that's so funny to me. I always think about that every Easter. <laughs> um, well, just before we close. If you could just say, you know, one sentence, one phrase or something that you want the students to remember about Easter, because you've said a lot, obviously, and I think it's good that you said a lot, but maybe for someone who just needs one takeaway to think about throughout the week. Yeah, there's there's an old, I say old, it's, it's probably written in the 60s, maybe the 50s, but it's, an, it's a hymn called because he lives and this is this song means so much to me and the lyrics in the chorus um, are, are this because he lives I can face tomorrow because he lives all fear I don't need to be scared of anything all fear is gone um, and so I, I think about the lyrics to that song and, I, and we could sing the whole the whole song and look at the whole all the lyrics but that's that's the reality because Jesus is alive, that changes everything for me. That changes how I live my life. I have the power to be someone that I wouldn't apart from the resurrection of Jesus. And then more than anything, and this is what I'll say, and this may be encouraging to someone, because uh, I know we've had some students uh, lose some people close to them in this past year. So some have lost you know, uh, dads and some have lost you know, grandparents. But here's the thing about the resurrection. The resurrection shows that uh, death is is not the end. Jesus um, beat death, and because Jesus beat death, we know, and, and he says this, we can beat death too. Death is not the end. For the follower of Jesus, death is not the end. In fact, when we take our last breath here on this side of uh, heaven, uh, we open our eyes into a new place where we will live forever because of the resurrection. So I think because he lives, I whatever this world throws at me, I can face because I know it's temporary. And my my time with him will be one day will be eternal. That's good. Well, I want to thank you um, just for giving up some of your day to yeah, come join absolutely. me. I know it's kind of weird um, for me at least interviewing my dad it's i don't even know how to address you necessarily like do i call you dad do i call you pastor matt um dad dad always works for sure yeah dad definitely works um well once again thank you um yeah man this and let me just say a word this is this is a great i've been listening to this podcast it's so good it's so needed man i I hope that you'll keep this up so proud mm -hmm. of you so keep it up thank you well students we hope you have a happy easter enjoy it spend some time with your family um But until next week, see you guys soon.